It's March. I get it. You're working on your bracket. I'm not going to waste your time with a long intro. All I'll say is tune in to episode 37 of Stone Cold Sports Talk to hear who Taft Gant, Jay Banzett, and I have in our collective brain trust final four. Spoiler alert, it's the same as mine. Is it because I'm smart? Maybe a little bit. Stay tuned. Gentlemen, it is a very important day in the world of sports. Happy St. Patrick's Day and happy, I don't know, I was going to say, it might have been someone's birthday. I, I'm assuming, is it St. Patrick's birthday or is it just like, never mind, way beside the point. It is March. It is the third week of March and it is time for March Madness, our favorite time of year. We've been doing this hot take thing on and off for the last couple of times we've had episodes. Let's do it this time, but this time instead of calling it hot takes, we are calling it clickbait bracket takes. So what is the most insane thing in your current bracket right now? And yes, I do understand that they won't change about a thousand times between now and the tip off of the first round on Friday Taft clickbait us. I like Syracuse going to the elite eight as an 11 seed. I can see them upsetting San Diego state in the first round and then they'll have to face West Virginia. Um, Both of those games aren't going to be easy, but I think Syracuse has the talent to do so. And they have the experience with, uh, Coach Beheim and his son, Buddy, uh, I just think it's the great basketball story, and it always seems that we get those in March. So I could see Syracuse taking down San Diego State, beating West Virginia, and then they'll face Houston, presumably, if the number two seed makes it that far. And I don't. I think Houston's a fraud number two seed. So I have Syracuse going to the Elite Eight, and I think that entices anybody to click it because – it's going to take a run like Loyola Chicago for them to go that far. And I think that they could do it if Buddy Beheim keeps shooting the three like he did um, this season. Jay, first of all, you shook your head at the Houston thing, but I imagine we'll get to that later. But Houston's a really good two seed. But my clickbait, there's a school in South Carolina with a mascot of the Eagles that has lost one game this year. They have three players averaging double figures the Winthrop Eagles they are a 12 seed in the Baylor and Ohio State bracket their first round draw is Villanova who's lost their last two games without point guard Colin Gillespie they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with point guard so and it's a 12-5 so you know 12 seeds get a artificial maybe not boost but you know uh, they do a little bit better than, say, your 13 fours. So I have them beating Villanova in basically – I've made 12 brackets of our basically every bracket I've made I have went through beating Villanova because I'm, like, very confident that they'll get through that game. And then they'll get the winner of Purdue, North Texas. Uh, I think Purdue sneaks out of that one, but I don't. I just don't know about Purdue. Like, they've gotten beaten up all season in the Big Ten. They're a good team. They're a really good team. But I, just something about Winthrop, they have – just their one loss. They're a winning ball club. They think they can win. So I think Winthrop can make it all the way to the Sweet 16 and then play Baylor and unfortunately lose. Um, but I, I've got them going to the Sweet 16. My clickbait bracket take is much in the same vein as Taft's. Taft in the Midwest region has Syracuse in his Elite Eight. Uh, I have Clemson in my Elite Eight right now. I agree with Taft that Houston is very overrated. It seems that they're Resume building wins are Texas Tech. They beat Boise State, who's not in the tournament. Memphis, who's not in the tournament. SNU, who's not in the tournament. And then lost once to Wichita State. 
and pretty embarrassing fashion. Clemson, meanwhile, is quietly one of the hotter teams in the country. Uh, they are six and two in their last eight games after their COVID pause uh, seemed to really kind of uh, be reeling for a little bit, but in late February, early March, got it together. And I like Brad Brownell and the Tigers to make it to the Elite Eight, though not farther than that. As I'd imagine you can guess, I've got Illinois in the final four from that spot. Now, briefly, Jay, you said 12 brackets. That's your number right now? I'm at 12, but I'm going to finish all 25. All right, Taft, how many brackets? I actually, brackets I actually did three for one of three for a friend, so I've technically done 15, but 12 for, of my own. Taft, how many are you at? I'm at four right now, but it's mainly because I've been studying and observing the bracket um, and getting my research done. And whenever I'm just in a situation where I'm thinking about the tournament, which seems to be a very, very frequent thing this week, I fill out a bracket. I'm probably going to get up to 25 just because every year I am – confident which i shouldn't be but I've, i have that feeling that i'm gonna have a perfect bracket i think that all fans kind of dream of it and i think that having 25 brackets going to give me the best shot to do so about two or three of those brackets are going to be my most serious ones and i won't fill those out until probably friday morning thursday night but i want to make sure i mean i'm going back and forth on a lot of games so i want to make sure that i evenly distribute the games that i'm unsure about in my 22 brackets and then in my three main ones i want to make sure i hammer down the teams that i think are gonna make it far i've got one main one that i actually feel confident in and then i have another one that i've labeled a scientific stone i have a spreadsheet i would share my screen but it might break zoom uh, that has teams organized by win percentage bpi ranking last eight games adjusted efficiency margin margin from ken palm strength of record from bpi strength of schedule from ken palm and their net ranking from the ncaa uh, if you check six of those boxes, I automatically take you through to the next round against the other team. If you check five or fewer, uh, it ends up going down to a simulation. And then I doubly weight the simulation so that it can mean that a team that's behind adds a little bit of randomness. Very, very complicated way of doing this. Long story short, basically supposed to be fine. Oh, it is. I have that's not my actual bracket. Then my actual bracket is the one that the only one I'm going to keep track on because I don't believe in having more than one bracket. But I'll digress. All right, so we've talked about teams that we like, sleepers in the Elite Eight, et cetera. Who's overrated? Jay, you can uh, take that one first. I'll go ahead and start this off. There's a – I don't know if – I know y'all watched the ACC championship on Saturday, but the game immediately following the ACC championship game was the Pac-12 tournament championship. And it was between Oregon State and Colorado. And Colorado finished third in the conference behind Oregon and USC in the regular season. So they're the three seed, okay? Which, nothing against the tournament, of, uh, the conference of champions, excuse me. But the Pac-12 is not, not that, you know? So they're third in that conference, don't even win the conference tournament. They lose to a team that has no business being in the tournament whatsoever in Oregon State. And they end up as a five seed. Yet Georgia Tech, Okay, who was the four seed in the ACC, a far superior conference, who wins the tournament championship over a, another quality team in Florida State, ends up as a nine seed. Yeah, that, I don't, that doesn't make much sense to me. Colorado being a five is ridiculous. Uh, Carolina is an eight. We should have been a seven. Let me go and get that off my chest. Georgia Tech should not be a nine in any world. They were ahead of us in the conference standings, and they won the conference tournament, and they're behind us. I don't understand that either. Um, so Colorado is a five is a joke. They've got they've got Georgetown in the first round. If they had had any 
I mean, Georgetown's won what five in a row, four in a row, but they're still like thirteen. They're also 12. thirteen at twelve. Yeah, game above five hundred. I don't really like your chances of winning a first round game. Yeah, if they were, if they were any other twelve seed, if they were playing Winthrop. I'd take Winthrop in every single bracket. But give me a break with Colorado being a five seed. They're playing Abilene Christian. I'd probably take Abilene Christian. No, I do not have them winning in the first round. By the way, Taft. Any uh, additional thoughts on overrated teams in this field? Yes, um, I support Jay on his Colorado overrated. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I just realized this. USC is a six and finished ahead of Colorado in the conference standings, and they're a seed below. I don't, I just don't understand why Colorado's. A five. And Oregon's yeah, better than Colorado. <laughs> And Oregon's better in Colorado and is a seven. It does Colorado is the Pac 12's highest seeded team and it makes no sense. I think that the um, selection committee did a good job of choosing the sixty-eight teams that made the tournament. I don't think they did a good job seeding everybody. Um, like the Pac twelve is all clustered. Um, like you said, Oregon, USC, probably better than Colorado. Georgia Tech should have been higher since they won the ACC. Um, but one team that I think is overrated because of how they will be heading into the tournament. And that's Michigan, who's a number one seed. Let me get this off my chest, say this at first. Michigan deserves the number one seed because of the work that they did in the regular season coming into the tournament. But without Isaiah Livers and losing three of their last five games, I think Michigan right now is not a top four team in the country. And I don't see them making it out of their region. Um, they lost to Illinois, beat Michigan State, then lost to Michigan State beat Maryland in the Big Ten tournament, and then lost to Ohio State. They have lost more than they've won as of recently and are without one of their best offensive players. I think Michigan is not um, a true number one seed, and they are not the best team in the East, and I think that they will lose um, before they can make it to the Final Four. Well, I think with the livers out, that entire region, I don't – I mean, obviously – I don't like any team in that region against Gonzaga or maybe even Iowa if Iowa somehow beats Gonzaga, but I cannot express to you how high I am on uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs right now. But the team I think is overrated comes from the Midwest region. And it's, I mean, Taft and I both agree. It's a lot of the reason why Syracuse, we believe, will knock them off. Uh, West Virginia, it seems as though their only qualification for being a three seed is that they've gone four and four in their last eight games and basically lost to everyone in the Big 12 at least once. I think this is a very good team, but when you're coming into the tournament that on that much of a cold spell. And I mean, it's like, okay, well, they only lost to Baylor by five. Same thing with Gonzaga. Okay. They beat Texas tech twice. who I think is kind of overinflated lost to um, Texas lost to Oklahoma state twice, who is a four seed in that region. I don't understand how you can lose to a team twice in a season um, and be ranked and be seated one oh, spot. They, they lost twice in the last like two weeks to Oklahoma yeah. state. Yeah, and then they lost twice to Oklahoma in eight seed, and you're telling me they're the third best team in that region? I mean, Tennessee's bad, and I probably think Tennessee and West Virginia would go down on the wire if they played head-to-head right now. Um, yeah, I think West Virginia is very overrated. I also think Oklahoma is very overrated, which is weird because they're an eight seed. But, I mean, they just seem like that a lot of their reasoning is that they have a ton of moral victories, but they're still 15-10, and 10, and I think Missouri is probably better, and I have Missouri winning that first-round game. But obviously, 8-9 comes down to splitting hairs. Meanwhile, Cinderella's Jay, you've already kind of uh, teased one of them. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, give me full reasons for Winthrop and the other team that you surprisingly have a first four team as a Cindy. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I don't know if we're ever going to speak of this team being a Cinderella again, but Michigan State uh, has the potential. They are, what is their record at the moment? I'm not sure. 
they are playing in the play-in game on Thursday evening against UCLA. And then the winner of that game ends up, let me find it, ends up playing the six seed BYU. So Michigan State, in the span of, I think it was two weeks, took down Illinois, Michigan, and Ohio State in two weeks. This mediocre team that has had, they had a really slow start of the season, but they picked it up recently. They have shown the potential to beat literally the best teams in the country outside of uh, Gonzaga, because I think we can all agree Illinois and Baylor are kind of pretty much on the same level. Michigan fully healthy is, is pretty much on the same level with Baylor. And Michigan State beat both Illinois and Michigan when they were both fully healthy. So they've got potential. And obviously, I think Winthrop is a Cinderella. I mean, if we consider a Cinderella to the Sweet 16, a Cinderella run, then yes. But I think Winthrop's really good. I think they'll advance. I think Michigan State can make some noise just because they've shown the potential to beat the best teams in the country. They just have to be able to do that all over again. Half's got two pretty highly rated or high seeded teams as well. Yeah, and I like them both a lot to go on a run. The first is Liberty. Liberty, um, they're riding a 12 game win streak and they have six, six guys that shoot over 40% from three. That's pretty impressive. And as a team, they shoot 39% from um, deep. And then if you look at their first round matchup against Oklahoma State, I know a lot of people like the Cowboys to win that one just because of Cade Cunningham. But the Flames have a better two-point, three-point, and free-throw shooting percentage than Oklahoma State. This season, they've scored – they've um, been more efficient scoring than Oklahoma State has, and I think that Liberty could go on a run. They also have a really good defense. Um, Richie McKay, who used to coach at your school, Stone, they, Richie McKay used to be an assistant under Tony Bennett at UVA. And then once he became the Liberty head coach again um, – this is, this is his st second stint there as their head coach. He brought the pack line defense um, to Liberty, and it's done well this season. And they're holding opponents to less than 60 points per game. They shoot well. I think Liberty is a great Cinderella team um, for your brackets. And then my other one is Ohio. They have this guy, point guard Jason Preston. Um, if you've been watching ESPN, Jay Bills is always talking about him. He's the LaMelo ball of the tournament, according to Jay Billis. And – Ohio is a very solid team. I mean, Preston averages 16, 6, and 7. That's pretty impressive itself. Um, and shoots above 40% from three. And the Bobcats have won nine of their last 10 and have a really good offense, averaging over 80 points a game and the seventh most assists per game. I think Ohio is a Cinderella team that you need to watch or that you need to keep an eye on. And Stone, I hate to say it, but I could see them knocking out UVA in the first round. I could see it too. I just have faith that Tony Bennett's going to basically have the guys doing yoga instead of practicing all week or some sort of like. You have incredible... confidence in UVA doing something this season? I mean, no, I have no confidence, but I'm just telling myself this to make myself feel better. All right. My Cinderella's Jay's going to get heated here. One, LSU. If you pay your recruits and the best player on the other team is out in the round of 32, you can absolutely beat them. Will Wade has been has been spending so much money for the last couple of years getting guys like Trendon Watford to LSU. At some point, it does come down to recruiting, especially in the second round, especially against inexperienced coaches. I mean, Will Wade has basically been to jail and back. And guess what? He's all the way back and LSU is back. Um, so I like LSU to be a Cinderella. In all seriousness, though, I think that with Trendon Watford and a lot of their um, 
incredibly good young players that the loss against Alabama and the ACC or excuse me, SEC tournament uh, final was basically a win for anyone who was watching them because LSU really held their own and Watford played one of the best games of his college career. The other one I like, uh, we Taft already took it, Syracuse. Uh, I think that San Diego State's not that good. I think they've, did they lose to Boise State twice or was that Iowa State or uh, Utah State? No, yeah, no, they beat Boise State twice. Um, oh, they lost to Utah State twice. So they lost to an 11 seed twice already this year. Syracuse is playing pretty well. Um, was basically a couple of good possessions from Virginia uh, in the first half away from putting that game away and making it to the semifinals, potentially winning um, the ACC tournament. And yeah, I don't like West Virginia that much. So Syracuse is my other Cinderella pick. All right, let's do this, boys. We are going to make the Stone Cold Sports Talk bracket. We are going to take votes on uh, what we think each team will do. We're going to do, for the record, I think the only right way to do this is you have to do all the first round games at once, all of the, like, you can't do an entire region. We got to have some of the excitement. So I'm guessing we're all on Gonzaga. Yeah. All right. Oklahoma, Missouri. I got OU. I got Missouri, but I'll concede. Creighton, UC Santa Barbara. I got Creighton. Creighton. I think they'll play. I'm going Jays. I got Creighton. I think they'll bounce back from the Big East tournament. All right, Virginia, Ohio. I'm I'm going who's Ohio. I got Ohio. Ohio. There we go. I'm gonna I'm going to clown you guys so hard when UVA wins that first round game. Oh, and it's imagine, the 13 imagine seed. Imagine what we're gonna the, do if UVA the 13 seed. Hey, where's Georgia? All right, that's, that's, fair, that's fair. Um, USC, Wichita State, oh, and or Drake. USC, good lord. Yep, USC, Kansas. Yeah, I've actually thought about Kansas coming off COVID. That's what makes this interesting. Yeah, that's what makes a lot of these Literally games interesting. The Oregon VCU. How are we on this? I got I got the Ducks. I got Ducks. Yeah. And I'm guessing Iowa. no. Right. Yes, presumably yeah. Michigan. Yep. All right, LSU St. Bonaventure. LSU. I got go Tigers. No one's gonna advocate for the Bonnies here. They're a very, they're a very vogue nine seed pick Thomas right now. Pam Thomas is good enough to get LSU out of the first round. By himself. All right, Colorado Georgetown. I feel like this is a trap five twelve game where everyone's gonna pick the twelve. I like the Buffs, even both. though they're terrible. I they're, like the Buffs. They're extraordinarily overrated. Give me the yes. Everyone is riding Georgetown, and that's exactly why I have Colorado. <laughs> I agree. All right, anyone, any of our North Carolina boys gonna advocate for UNCG here? No. Florida State. Florida State is too good. I like Michigan State here. Taft, do you like Michigan State? Yeah, I have Michigan State going to the Sweet Six. Now, the caveat is I think if UCLA somehow wins that play-in game, then I'm going back and I'm taking BYU. I don't like UCLA at all. Um, Texas, Abilene, Christian. Texas. Uh, UConn, Maryland. Give me the Terps. Yep, I got Terps as well. I think UConn. I like Book Night, but if y'all are both going Maryland, I guess that changes things. And then anyone going to advocate for Rick Patino? No. Mac okay. Holman would just to jinx, his, <laughs> jinx against to, rever- to pull the reverse jinx off? Yeah. All right. Baylor? Yeah. I think we'll blow Wisconsin out. Wow. Um, I like Wisconsin. I think after Big Ten play, they'll it'll be good for them to see a face that's not the Big Ten, they'll do well. I never thought I'd say this. I'm going to go Carolina here, though. 
that's what I have in my actual bracket. The tie-breaking decision for me is that one, Carolina has been playing better down the stretch, and two, I mean, Wisconsin just has lost a bunch of games. I mean, they've lost a bunch of games, and also they're kind of old. They're kind of like an NBA team that's old because it's not like they're five seniors. Well, yeah, I'm saying, and I'm not saying that as an asset. I'm saying they're all like 25 and their bodies are starting to break down already because they've been playing Big Ten basketball for the last six years. Um, Experience is not a reason to pick against a team in the NCAA tournament. I know, I know. Um, I know know who I got in this game. I've got Villanova, actually. I think Winthrop's upset. Purdue, presumably. This one's closer than you think it is, but I got Purdue. Um, I have Utah State here, personally. I think Texas Tech is fine. Chris Beard's a really good coach, but Utah State feels like an 11 seed that would pull this one out. I got Red Raiders strictly because of Mac McClellan. Yep, Chris Beard got into the national championship last tournament, so I got Red Raiders. All right, this one's interesting. A lot of people are on Colgate. I would just like to remind the viewers at home, yes, they are 14-1. and one. They have also played four, te- four teams or three teams? Three. They're top ten in net because they played Army, UMass, and uh, Colgate. Colgate has played five different teams. Five. I like I like Colgate. They're averaging eighty six point three points per game, uh, the third most in the nation. I know they've only played uh, they played fifteen games, so it's not like it's it's only five. So I think that it's fair. I like no, Colgate. but I feel it's like I mean at some point if you play a best of seven series, like the Heat aren't better than the Bucks, but they played them seven times and had better coaching and could beat them last year. The, the SEC homebody is going against Arkansas. I don't, what is this? Give me Arkansas. All right, I'm taking Arkansas to win, but I think Colgate is not no, a front. All aboard the must bus. All right, Florida, Virginia Tech. Yes, I hate Tech, but I'm at, if I get a chance to fade Mike White in the first round of the tournament, give me, give me the Hokies. Give me the Hokies. Give me the Hokies. Yes, Wild Turkeys all the way. Tapped. All right. Yep, I'll, I'll go with you guys on this one. Uh, anyone want to advocate for a school named after a person? George Mason made a run. I'm just hey, saying. Hey, 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 we were about to advocate for BYU earlier. We were All right. To... Um, anyone want to do a little bit of a 16-1 action here? No. Uh, Stone, you're 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 the expert at that with your school, but you know. Uh, Loyola or Georgia Tech? The hard thing is if you pick uh, if you pick the ACC champions here, you literally might be fading God which seems like it's kind of a big risk because vaccinated sister Jean will be in the building for the Ramblers. Is that but I like Jose, I like Jose Alvarado and I, I like got, Georgia Tech. I got Mo- Moses Wright. And what's the dude on Loyola Chicago's name? Um, uh, Cameron Crutwig. Cameron Crutwig. He and Moses Wright. That's going to be an epic battle, but give me Georgia Tech. All right. Yeah. Tapped. I like, I like ACC player of the year and defensive player of the year, Georgia Tech. Tennessee, Oregon State, the team that should barely have made the tournament. Are we going to do the same logic that we did over here with Georgetown and Colorado? These fives are ridiculous. Give me, I mean, goodness gracious. Give me Tennessee, but they're not going anywhere else. Yeah, I like Tennessee. They look good in the SEC tournament. Little option for some disagreement here between Oklahoma State and Liberty. We know Taft likes the Flames. I feel like if you have the first overall pick in the NBA draft on your roster, it's enough to get you the first round at least. Yeah, that's what Trey Young said, right? Ooh. Wasn't a first overall pick, but still, I think Trey Young and Oklahoma kind of remind me of Cape Cunningham and Oklahoma State. But Did we lose pretty- Jay? We might have lost Jay. I might have, might have made him mad by saying. Oh, I take Jay, him. you're back. Okay. Yeah. What were you saying? Okay, State. We we were we were saying the same thing three years ago with DeAndre Ayton in Arizona before they got blown out by Nate Oates in Buffalo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's happened. 
a lot where like a top prospect has lost in the first round. I think Liberty could pull off the upset. I go move Oklahoma State though. Yeah, I'm going Pokes. Uh, San Diego State, Syracuse. I will say not with not with much confidence, but give me the Pokes. The question is, are we even going to get one person to take San Diego State here? Because I've got the cues. I do too. Wow. Yep. Consensus uh, eleven. Is that our second consensus eleven over six pick? Seems yep. kind of remote. All right. Uh, West Virginia, Moorhead State. As much as I hate this West Virginia team, uh, let's see. What's what, what's Moorhead State's? Uh, okay, so they've beaten Belmont twice. Yeah. Okay, we're still going with West Virginia. Clemson, Rutgers. If this had been Ohio or North Texas or Abilene Christian, I would take them. But this is Moorhead State. They're not that good. So West Virginia. Clemson, Rutgers. Rutgers. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I like Rutgers too. I like Clemson, but I'll give y'all Rutgers. And the two seed that we can't decide, I'm assuming we're going to be He's here with. Yeah. They're good. All right. Never. Don't tell me we've got any. Don't don't out, don't outthink the room here. We're all taking zags, correct? I'm, I'm not I'm not knocking them out yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, zags. Creighton, Ohio. Creighton. I just don't know Creighton. I mean, just got blown out by Georgetown. I feel and, like that's good in a weird way. And but also they had the whole mess with their coach Greg McDermott staying the whole. Racial story. I think they have a lot of distractions. I don't want them in the Sweet 16, but I have them in the Sweet 16 in all my brackets because I have Ohio beating UVA. So I guess Blue Jays. USC, Kansas. Evan Mobley versus Kansas, who's a fun fact. Shout out to Trevor Daniel for giving me this little uh, this little nugget of information. Kansas's shortest starter is six foot five. Anyone want to say Evan Mobley puts his name even higher on draft boards? Give me KU. Yep, I got Jayhawks. I have Kansas too. Um, all right, this is one of my first upsets. I got you're, Oregon over you're Iowa. Going against Garzilla? Yeah, because how many tournament games has Garzilla actually played in? I also just don't like. I mean, I know that they're you know, Wieskampahan and all those other guys. I don't like an offense that has to run heavy through a center, except Illinois, who I have in the national championship. But other than them. Um, I don't know. I feel like Iowa's lost a handful of games this year, and it feels like Oregon. I don't know. I got they Iowa. are the conference champions. I'm guessing Taft's going to take Iowa here. Yeah, I like Iowa. I don't see the upset. Michigan LSU. I you guys know how I feel about this. I got LSU bouncing the uh, bouncing the Wolverines. I think that's a fair um, upset to take, but I think that um, Michigan's going to make it. All right. I got I got Michigan for a little bit longer. Uh, Colorado, Florida State. This isn't even worth a discussion. Florida State. Yeah, I got FSU. Going. It's basically a four seed versus a ten seed of yeah. action with respect to actual talent. Um, well, Izzo's Army or Shaka Smart, whose only tournament qualification is making the Final Four once, and other than that, he's been like mostly one and done. I can. I think Texas and Bama will have a. Sweet 16 showdown. That's what I got. I got Texas family. I would advocate for Michigan State, but I think I have Texas in my Elite Eight or Sweet 16 too. So uh, Maryland, Bama. Bama. Bama, but it's not that it's going to be a close game. Roll Tide. All right. Top right region. Also known as the South. I mean, Baylor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, let, let me say this. 
their tallest star, like the tallest player that gets minutes is six nine. Small ball. We, we Small we've ball. got four dudes who regularly play who are six ten and above. So if we can get past Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler, if our guards cannot turn the ball over at midcourt, we can get buckets. Hey, but, hey, 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 hey. But we're gonna turn the ball over too much. We already we already turned it over too much, and we haven't even played a team nearly as good as Baylor on defense. So yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Kihei also turns the ball over at half court every time. I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to point it out there. Um, Love taking shots at Kihei. Yes, it's like my favorite thing to do. Winthrop versus Purdue. I got Purdue. I like him playing in Indianapolis hometown team. I got got the Boilermakers. Excuse me. I got Winthrop. Excuse me. I can't even speak. Texas Tech, Arkansas. I mean, if we're gonna go this far, I might, I might be tempted to change sides here, but um, I got Red Raiders. Taft? Yeah, Red Raiders. All right. I was going to say them. Arkansas has looked good in the second half of SEC play. I feel like once you get the round of 32, coaching matters a lot more. We know Musselman has some late March coaching experience, but Beard made a national championship run. Um, Anyone want to take the ACC over the Big Ten? No. no. Okay. Didn't think so. Um, Illinois, Georgia Tech. Same thing. Nope. Taft, you're going to advocate for Jose Alvarado or Josh Pastner in the face shield. Yeah. I like Illinois making it all the way to the final. Um, Tennessee, Oklahoma state. Oak. Tennessee's bad. I mean, Tennessee's really bad. Oaks. Yeah. That's where I am too. Syracuse, West Virginia. This one's close. I'm taking Q's. I'll take Q's. I, I was going to take West Virginia, but I'm getting overruled. Taff, what were you saying? I'm going with Cuse, Buddy Beheim, Cinderella run. Buddy Beheim is basically RJ Hunter, but on an 11 seed rather than a 14. Rutgers, Houston. Houston. If it were Clemson, I would like Clemson, but because it's Rutgers, I don't know. Taft, I'll side with you on Rutgers here if you want to just bounce Houston so we don't have to worry about this anymore. Uh, I don't see a 10-11 matchup in the Elite Eight. Houston is too good. Or the Sweet 16. I think Houston's going to win if they can shoot the three well. All it's right. also Rutgers. Is Rutgers really going to make it in Sweet 16? I'm assuming without objection here. I hope without objection here. This yeah. is this is a bad matchup for Creighton. Okay. Um, this one here, a rematch of the 2018 Elite Eight. Hmm? Oh. The game. Um, I'm going to take Kansas here. I'm I'm very anti Iowa right now. I got Iowa, but not I like Iowa as well. Luca Garza. Okay, Elite Eight rematch. Leonard Hamilton didn't foul down for Florida State. Florida State. If Livers, yeah, I'm if there Livers, too. If, if Livers plays, it's Michigan, but I don't think he's going to play. Bama, Texas. I'm still on the tide. I got Texas. This one's tough for me. I'm going to take Bama just because of how um, I like how Nate Oates runs his team. They take threes or open layups, and I think that that's going to pay off for them in the tournament. I feel like the issue with Texas, I'm going to take Bama here too. Uh, The reason I'm not that big a fan of Texas is I feel like it's important to remember that they were deprived a very good test of how good they actually are because they didn't have to play Kansas because Kansas got COVID, but that would have been a much better indicator. I mean, if they lost that game, there's a chance they dropped down to a four line somewhere. Um, 
if other things happen differently. Baylor, Purdue. I I like the Boilermakers here. I got Baylor, not by I mean, Baylor's just too good for Purdue. I'm with Jay on this one. Ohio State, Texas Tech. Buckeyes. I agree, Buckeyes. I mean, what overtime? One overtime away from being Big Ten champions. Um, Illinois, OK State, Cade Cunningham versus whoever else. It's close, but I got a line I do too. Um, oh, I just switched to my actual bracket. <laughs> Don't look at that. It's proprietary. Um, Syracuse, Houston. I mean, I want to hop on. I want to hop on the cues. How, how many? How many? Hold on. Go go up. We have a four-two. We got a one down here. We got a six-two. Or what is this? In the elite eight, what do we have? We got a four-two. We got a, a one. Two one-twos. One-four-two. One, I feel like there's no way all four two C's make the elite eight. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, do you think Syracuse Madness? is good enough to make it? Hey, Syracuse made the it's final like, four as a ten seed and sixteen. The way you have to think about it is not is Syracuse good enough to beat a two seed? Is Syracuse good enough to beat Houston, who lost to Wichita State, who we have losing in the first round? There's a version. Houston I, also won their conference tournament by thirty five last week. It's the American. Doesn't matter. I'm siding with Taps here on cues. All right. Are we gonna reinvent the wheel here? Or are we just gonna go? If it ain't broke, don't yes. fix it. This this reminds me so much of Duke, Michigan State two years ago. Everybody thinks Duke and Zion are gonna move, and then some Iowa's like some Big Ten two seed with a phenomenal player. It was Cassius Winston this time, Luca Garza. That just I don't know how they do it, but I got Iowa. I like your logic there, Jay, but I got Gonzaga. I think they're just too good. I'm not going to let us pick against Gonzaga before the final four unless we have reason to. Um, Baylor, Ohio State. Buckeyes. I do I like the Buckeyes too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take Buckeyes there. Florida State Bama. I, I mean, think coaching I think coaching matters. Give me the Knowles. Yep, let's go. Florida State here. Stone, how much does it pain you to put Florida State in the Final Four? I mean, a lot, but at least it's the ACC is getting some representation because my school might get bounced around one. So, yeah. Um, anyone going to say Buddy Bayheim? Uh... No, Illinois. Okay. Use Magic ends. All right. On the left side here, rematch of the round of 32, or no, Sweet 16 from 2018, right? When Florida State beat Gonzaga and then lost to Michigan. Um, yeah, Gonzaga. I honestly think this is an easier matchup for them than the Elite Eight will be. And I on, and I think that's yeah, true. because they're, oh, they're no. well, I'm saying I think that's true regardless of who makes it from regardless of who makes it from this region. I think whoever they end up playing here, if it's Kansas or Iowa, which we think it won't be one of those two, would be more difficult than a banged up Michigan or Alabama or Florida State or Texas. Texas could give Gonzaga the biggest fight from that region, but I don't think they'll make it out. All right, Ohio State, Illinois. For reference, let's see the split between those two. Ohio State's one and two against Illinois, obviously. Uh, Illinois is two and one against Ohio State, including the last two meetings. In the rematch, what do we got? I got Illini. I got the fighting Illini as well. 
All right, and then the big one. Zags. I think Gonzaga's too good. They have three. Um, they have one first-team All-American and two second-team All-Americans. The only other team that has two um, is, is Illinois, actually, um, and Coffee Cockburn and Io this soon move. So I think that these are definitely the best two teams in the tournament, but I think eventually Gonzaga just has more better players than Illinois does. Drew Tyne, Jalen Suggs, Corey Kasper, I think that the Zags are going to win uh, Mark Few's first national championship. One one overall seeds don't win. Give me the Illini. Yeah, I think they will. I got Gonzaga. Uh, let's see. And for our tiebreaker, Taff, what do you think? 80, do you think high, how high scoring? 80s? It's going to be high scoring. Um, I think it's never as high scoring as you think it is. So, so 81-79? I'm fine with that. All right. And with that, we have officially submitted the Stone Cold Sports Talk bracket. Now, I do wonder what it would have been like if William were here. William, we miss you. Please come back for the next one once we're once all of our brackets are busted next week and we have to figure out and scramble from the Sweet 16 on when there's like three double-digit seeds and Virginia's still around. He would have found a way to get Kenny Pickett in the bracket somehow and just pull off a 15-2 upset. He would have found a way. Probably so. That is all for this episode of Stone Cold Sports Talk. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the tournament this weekend. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we will see you next week once all of our brackets have been thoroughly busted by the Sweet 16, and we're going to do it all again and then get it all wrong again, and then we're going to do the Final Four, and we're going to get that all wrong again. If you're noticing a pattern, it's that no one's really good at this. Have a great week.